0: hey everybody welcome to another edition of bat page breakdown i'm your host antoine staley you can always find me on twitter and all social media platforms at antoine staley also follow my work at the new york daily news covering the new york jets and also uh, through some other NFL stuff, too, as well. But before we get into today's show, which is a lot to talk about, too, I mean, obviously, uh, a lot of big things happen on the weekend. I definitely want to start with the 49ers Cowboys, that Prescott. And obviously, you know, Dante Whitner has some comments in regards to that Prescott as well. But before we get into that, football is back in bet online is your number one information source for all sports wager and information for all the up-to-date minutes stats news scores matchup breakdowns get the latest game odds spreads totals from the nfl and college football at your fingertips with bet online real-time updates on statistics news and odds from week one all the way to the college football playoff and the super bowl bet online gives you Access to the best football promotions, contests available anywhere online. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to get in on the action. Remember to use our promo code B L E A V to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online where the games start. So, yeah, I mean, obviously I think the game of the weekend or the week, everybody was kind of anticipating and I got a chance to see about the second half of it because I was covering the Broncos jets and that, you know, 31, 21 win with the jets. But, you know, I think everybody was anticipating the Cowboys and 49ers and, you know, everybody's talking about how good the Cowboys have have been this year and outside of the loss to Arizona. And, you know, would this be the time where they could show that they are, you know that we wanted the class of the nfc and also the nfl but of course uh that certainly didn't happen uh you know with the blowout loss to the 49ers and it just like i say wasn't even close to it seemed like the 49ers to me are just the best team in football and you know they had an opportunity to make a statement it was a bit of a dud and um, obviously you know that prescott has taken a lot of criticism in regards to that and you know definitely you know after the game, you know, sports, uh, sports, no, NBC Sports, excuse me, uh, Bay Area Dante Whitner, uh, who of course played in the league, you know, you know, really good safety there, former Ohio State Buckeye, you know, was very critical of Dak Prescott, and we've kind of seen this in the last few weeks where you know we had these analysts be super critical of you know particular players, whether it be Rodney Harrison, you know, Zach Wilson, and now we got this, and you know, basically. Um, you know, Whitner. I'll quote, I'll read you exactly what he said. If you hadn't had the chance to see it, you know, after the 42-10 loss to the 49ers, Whitner said that Prescott sucks, period. They talk so much about that Prescott being a top tier quarterback franchise guy. I don't see it. I see them trying to cover up for what he lasts. A lot of quick throws, cutting, cutting the field in half. Couldn't, couldn't have the field off and getting him easy throws. Other than that, he's not a quarterback that can drop back and really take advantage of a defense. I, and like, I, said, I and like his um, analysis, actually, you know, outside of, you know, he sucks. Uh, I just think that, yeah, be quite honest, which, I mean, I understand a lot of football players are, you know, former players are getting into journalism obviously that's been the case for years and years but you know i think it's way to be critical i think it's ways to be critical about somebody without you know necessarily throwing them in the mud and calling them they're sucked or you know with rodney harrison saying that you know that wilson was garbage like yeah yeah i mean i don't think that's necessarily that sounds like like somebody's talking at a bar and then you know they have no other way they have no way they the rhetoric, like they have no other way to say it, you know, how players performing other than to say he sucks, but why does he suck? You know, I think wouldn't broke it down pretty well, you know, had he said what he said at the beginning of the, you know, at the beginning of what I was having to say he sucks. I thought it was, I thought it was pretty spot on to be honest with you, but you know, I don't, I don't think anybody in the NFL, you know, quite frankly, saw. I think, you know, that Prescott might be an average quarterback and I think, you know, that's what it boils down to. I think he's an average quarterback. I definitely think, you know, a lot of people have pet him to be a top, you know, 10 quarterback in this league. I don't know if that's necessarily the case, but you know, to say that he sucks. I think that's really strong, you know, rhetoric and verbiage there. But, you know, he definitely didn't have a big, great game there. You know, you look at his statistics, through for one touchdown, um, had multiple had three interceptions as well. You know, I think the Cowboys rushing attack or lack thereof. I think a lot of people thought Tony Pollock was the guy, you know, and that's the reason they ended up letting Ezekiel Elliott go. But, you know, he, has, he hasn't shown that he's the top, you know, running back in this league and he's a starter. He seems like he's more of a contraimentary guy, but, you know, I think the biggest problem with the Cowboys to me is simply because I don't think Mike McCarthy trusts that Prescott. And I think you can see that with certain plays throughout the course of the game. You know, you look at, you know, it was a particular play, I believe it was on third and four um, and they ran a draw play. And I'm like, why would, you know, why are you running a draw play on third and four, especially when you're down in the game that shows me, yeah, the coach has a lack of trust in his quarterback. I think that's the bigger issue for me. If you don't trust your quarterback, then I think it's time to go out and get somebody else that you can trust, Um, especially unless they're a young guy. And obviously Dak is not a young guy. He's getting paid a lot of money to play to be the starting quarterback of the Cowboys. And, you know, I think we've we've seen this over and over again, that he's just, you know, hasn't, you know, been able to shine in a bit moments. And that's what it boils down to. If you, you know, the cow quarterback of the Cowboys is – like the shortstop of the Yankees or a quarterback in Notre Dame or, or like you're playing for the Lakers like the Senate like you're a center for the Lakers like Kareem or Shaq and it's a prestigious honor and if you can't live up to that and it's a tough it's a tough bill and then you're going to get attacked and criticized probably more than anybody else probably more than a quarterback would in at, at Indianapolis or Denver or whatever the case may be but you know that Prescott I think You know, he was taken in the fourth round, you know, I think 2016, I want to say. And, you know, I think a lot of people, I mean, I liked him coming out of Mississippi State. I think he's had a really good career. I don't know if he's, I don't know if I was ever envisioning him to be a top flight quarterback in this league. I mean, I think he is as good as he's going to be, especially at this stage of his career. I think for him, you just have to have a lot of things right for him in order to for what account for your team to be successful. They don't have a really – they really don't have a running game right now. You know, I think they do miss – you know, and I also saw this on Twitter. Uh, they, I think they do miss a guy having an alpha like, you know, Amari Cooper. I think trading him was a, you know, bit time mistake too as well. Uh, you know, C.D. Lamb was supposed to be the guy. It not some worked there. I mean, I think he's more of a number two receiver, but you're lacking that, you know, alpha number one guy. And, you know, until you have that, along with also having a top flight like, running back, I think they sort of miss Ezekiel early, although he's not the same running back that he used to be, but they need a running back that can take some pressure off of that Prescott. Otherwise, you're asking that to win the game for you. And, you know, that's necessarily the case. I think a lot of people kind of put blame on Kellen Moore and shoulders. And, you know, Mike McCarthy decided he would take over the play calling, but. You know, I think we're kind of seeing why, you know, McCarthy was, you know, ran out of Green Bay, you know, with Aaron Rodgers, because they felt like his play calling was vanilla. They felt like he just, you know, he's not, you know, taking those chances and taking those risks, especially when, you know, you got a veteran quarterback that you're supposed to be, um, you know, encouraged by also, you know, uh, you know have faith in you know, have that confidence in. and clearly to me they don't have confidence in that prescott right now and again that's a larger issue there and you know as good as the defense is as good as michael parsons is you know that's I mean, not this the but uh you know the guys that they have Demarcus the lawrence excuse me uh you know as so those guys have uh so i think that you know, it doesn't matter how many how good your defense is. It's just a matter of if you can, you know, if your offense can stay on the field. Because you got to have a quarterback, especially in this day and age, who can, you know, get your points on the board and make plays for you. And clearly, I don't think the Cowboys have that at the moment there. So, yeah, I think they have a large problem there. I think the Cowboys at best are probably the third best team in the NFC. You know, I think the Eagles are better than them. We'll see, you know, how that transpires through the rest of the year. Obviously, you can recover from a loss like that. I think they're a playoff team, but I think Philadelphia and 49ers are definitely the class of the, you know, NFL right now in total. You know, like you look at those two, the best two teams there, and then, you know, it's a bit of a drop-off. I then mean, you got to put the Chiefs there at number three because they are the defending champions. And I think the offense is starting to show a little bit of, you know, glimpse – you know what they can be. You know we'll see what Travis Kelsey and see what that injury you know looks like. I, sh- I think they should beat the Broncos pretty easily. I saw Denver over the weekend against the Jets. You know, I think Russell Wilson has improved, but clearly, like they don't, they ain't, they just they're still trying to get things together, and their defense is just horrendous, especially stopping the run. You know, Brees Hall had a career high 177 yards and a touchdown against the Denver defense there, and, and I'm really confused to how how badly did Broncos defense get? Why are they so bad, especially when considering they were a top 10 defense a year ago? I know they've changed schemes, changed defensive coordinator, bought Vance Joseph in there. But, you know, the fact of the matter is they have a lot of the same personnel that was a top – that was – that made them a top 10 defense a year ago and it's just not getting it done. And they, they're one of the worst defenses in football. And I think we kind of saw that, you know, rear his head, especially against the the Jets team that don't want to run the football, especially when you have Zach Wilson, who, you know, he, he's been efficient at times, but at the same time, he's not going to, he's not going to kill you with, you know, his playmaking and things of that nature too. So, but yeah, I think the Chiefs should definitely handle the Broncos there. And, you know, I think the dolphins are, will be the fourth team for me. Simply because you know they're so explosive on offense. You know they recover obviously from the blowout against the Bills. You know I think the defense you know came up big really against a bad Giants offense. and I definitely kind of saw that. You know, two didn't have the best game against the Giants, but you know the defense stepped up and did what it was had to do. And you know I'm curious to see how you know they're going to continue to play the rest of the year. You know I imagine you know they got they play the Panthers on Sunday. I think that. I think it's a pretty easy win. Like Carolina, you know, I'm from North Carolina, for those who don't know. I, I you know, I keep a close eye on the Panthers. And to me, you know, I'm, I'm shocked at how badly they, they are. You know, I thought Bryce Young would, you know, be have a potential to to win rookie of the year, uh, possibly make the Panthers a playoff contender, although I thought the Falcons would win that division. But, man, after five weeks, I mean, they are the worst team in football. It's, it's terrible. I mean, you know, on both sides of the ball, Bryce Young is throwing passes that – I'm just shocked by, you know, he threw, you know, I guess it was like a screenplay, you know, it's supposed to be to the running back, but yeah, he threw it right to the defender with the Lions. And I'm just like, yeah, you never really saw that in college. I don't know if the game is too fast for him or maybe they should have played Andy Dalton, you know, to start out with, had him sit for a little bit there. The Panthers offensive line isn't necessarily great. He, they don't have Really, they don't have any receivers, really. You know, you gave up DJ Moore to, you know, be able to trade up to get Bryce. Young. That looks like that was a catastrophic mistake, you know, on that part, too, because, you know, having a guy like Moore, especially who I think is one of the most underrated receivers in football, I think you kind of saw it, you know, the glimpses of what the Bears could potentially be, especially with Justin Fields and DJ Moore. But yeah, they should, the Dolphins should definitely handle the Panthers pretty really well this weekend. You know, the Lions, I mean, I think they will be the fifth team for me simply because we talked about the Lions playing the Panthers, you know, they handle their business. You know, they're gonna face Tampa Bay on the road this week. It's gonna be interesting. You know, the Lions are they're for real. I mean, I think you look at a team that's the third team right now in the NFC is definitely the Lions. I think they're a top five team in the NFL. Tampa Bay, you know, I think also a top ten team too. That's probably the game of the weekend, Detroit and Tampa Bay. You know, both of them are playing really well. The Buccaneers are 3-1. and one. They are the surprise of the league. I thought a lot of people, including myself, thought they were going to drop off at the time Brady left. But they're proving, like, their defense is still strong on the time Bowls. They still got playmakers, obviously, you know mike evans take baker mayfield's play much better than what i think a lot of people expected and you know they have a really legit shot to win that division too so you know they can prove that they are they have arrived they are going to be a contender if they can beat a lot good, really good lions team and i think a lot of people are giving praise too so yeah that would you know those would be five and six for me dallas you know number seven there obviously we talked about their struggles there i think the cowboys will be judged on what they do in the playoffs if that can, and the Cowboys and Mike McCarthy, if they can get to the NFC championship, I think, you know, I think people would say it's a bit of a successful year Although you know, with the Cowboys, they're about, it's just like the Pittsburgh Steelers. If you don't win championships, then, you know, it's kind of a disappointing season. But I think for me to consider them having a, having a successful year, they need to at least get to the NFC championship. Otherwise, which I don't think they're going to, I think the Eagles and 49ers, like I said, are the class of the NFC. And there's a team that would, you know, probably upset. You know, the train with between the potential of another rematch with the Eagles and 49ers in the NFC Championship. It would be for me to be Detroit. And I think Detroit. You know, and the Dan Campbell has done a tremendous job. They're physical. You know, they they're they're the type of team that he wants to be. They they smash mouth. They run the football well. You know, defense is playing much better than I think a year ago when you know they kind of found themselves late on the season, but they their defense was still struggling. And Jared Goff has just been you know, one of the better quarterbacks in football. So, yeah, I definitely think, you know, Detroit has a chance to be that third team in the NFC This made the stick, and they definitely are right now. But, you know, I think the Cowboys are definitely, you know, maybe even behind Tampa Bay right now in the packing order NFC. And, you know, you know, look at the rest of the top ten, at least my top ten, you know, I definitely have, you know, the Jaguars, you know, that big win against Buffalo I think was huge uh I think Jaguars are starting to find themselves too. I think, you know, early on in the season, you know, taking some loss to the Chiefs. So, I mean, that's not necessarily a bad loss there. They did lose to the Colts. So, I think that was a bit of a, you know, bad loss. But going to and no in London, you know, I think they fixed their turnover issues. I think Trevor Lawrence is going to start to get things together. And also, you know, I think, you know, Jacksonville to me is definitely the favorite in the AFC South right now. And then Buffalo, you know, they would be number nine. nines, but, you know, I think the Bills have some big issues there defensively. They already lost Trey White. You know, Matt Milano, you know, also lost for the season there. I think he's the heart and soul of the defense there. They're going to have to make some kind of trade, I think, at the that deadline because otherwise, you know, I don't know if they have the fighting power to stay with you know, especially you got a rematch against Miami, which could be for the division, you know, at this point, you know, down in South Florida, week eighteen. You know, you gotta be able to, you know, know Von Miller's come back, but yeah, they gotta get some things together. You know, you know Josh Allen and you know his success about the Dolphins there, but you know, defensively they they they're lacking a lot now, especially with all the injuries that they've had there. And then number 10 for me. I'll I'll fit the Ravens. I know the Ravens end up losing a, you know, a heartbreaker against the Steelers. You know, uh, Lamar Jackson was pretty much – MIA, I guess they, you know, really get still his defense there and had some poor throws, poor decision-making there too as well. But, yeah, I think the Ravens are still going to be there at the end. You know, I'm curious to see, you know, if Cincinnati, who a team that I think a lot of people, including myself, thought would be, you know, the class of that division there, you know, I think Joe Burrow start to look more like himself Against the uh, Cardinals, there you know it is Arizona, but we'll see how we'll see how, the, how that see how that goes along on the rest of the year. But yeah, you never can count out Cincinnati, Cleveland's there too as well. I know they're coming off their bye. You know, Deshaun Watson. You know, we'll see if he returns there. They're definitely going to need him. You know, if they have any shot to beat the Forty Nineers. Yeah, otherwise, you know, I think the Forty ers defense is going to put you know. DTR, uh, the, the rookie quarterback, in the blender. So, yeah, they need Deshaun Watson very badly in this. But, yeah, you got some other teams there. I think, you know, looking at the Colts, I think they've been a surprise too. The Saints are definitely uh, contenders there in the NFC and also the NFC South. The Falcons, you know, another team to look out for too. Everybody's competing in the NFC South except the Carolina Panthers, the team that I think a lot of people thought they thought would be. But, you know, I think a lot of people thought Tampa Bay would be where the Panthers are. But that certainly hasn't been the case, too. It's just been the total disaster there in Carolina there. But, you yeah, the Tennessee Titans are still hanging around there. There's a lot of three and two, uh, two and three, two and two teams there. You know, Pittsburgh Steelers, you know, they, their offense can pick it up. I think, you know, the Steelers are definitely a playoff team. It's just a matter of, you know, can Kenny Pickett and can Matt Canada, you know, get things together they got the playmakers on offense you know i don't know why they don't use Najee harris as much as they, they they do but you know i think he's you know there's a tremendous running back coming out of college i think he's still can be in the nfl i just think that you know they're fell to using him in the correct way so and then you know i know the raiders ended up beating the packers last night i don't think anybody thinks the Raiders are contenders for the uh, playoffs, but they have a favorable schedule coming up too. It's definitely going to be uh really interesting to see, you know, where they, you know, lie, you know, as the season goes on there. Yeah. They have, you know, they got, they got um, the, excuse me, the Patriots coming up on Sunday. They got the bears after there. They visit the bears, they got a tough game against the Lions. I imagine they probably just stay out in the Midwest, you know, especially considering the, the long fight there. They play at the Lions. They play at the Bears, at the Lions. And then they got the Giants and the Jets So before they go to Miami. So they got a five-game stretch. I think four of those games are winnable. Like I think, you know, two and three, if they can find a way to, you know, win four, four of those five games and then get the, you know, six and three, You know, six and four, excuse me. Yeah, I think that would – I mean, they would be in the midst there. But, yeah, they got some issues offensively too. I just don't feel like, you know, they haven't scored over 20 points this year. And, you know, as good as their defense looked against Gray Bay and, you know, I know Jordan Love had a little bit to do with that. You know, they got to get together offensively. You got too many key players. You got – Devante Adams, the best wide receiver in football. You got, you know, Jacoby Myers, who I think the Patriots sorely miss. And you got one of the best running backs in the game in Josh and Josh Jacobs. So you know the Raiders got some talent there. It's just a matter of their offensive line has to play a lot better. And he, you know, Jimmy Garoppolo and Jimmy Garoppolo also has to play a lot better, too. He has to eliminate the interceptions. Otherwise, you know, I don't think they're gonna they're gonna win as many games as you know, during that stretch where they have those winnable games against, like I say, the Patriots, I think they can beat the Patriots because the Patriots are struggling right now. The Patriots, and then obviously I talked about the Bears. I think the Bears are going to start to get things together too. So I think that my game might be a little bit tougher than what people think. So, yeah, I mean, those are my top 10 top teams there. Um, I'm sure it'll change throughout the course of the season there, but, you know, still a lot of football to go. I know, you know, I didn't mention the Jets too. I still think. I don't know if they're a playoff team. Their defense doesn't seem as like they're as good as what they were, you know, even a year ago. But you know, still time for them to write the show. They're definitely not a legendary defense, but I still think they're they're a good unit. I think they're, I think when the stats come out at the end of the year, they might be close to the top. They might be like a top. 10 or 11 defense in the league instead of the top four, which they were last year, but we'll see how it goes there. Like I said, I want to thank y'all for joining me for another show this week, too. You can always, like I say, always find me at Antoine Staley on Twitter and all social media platforms there. Uh, join me, you know, later this week for another episode of Bad Praise Breakdown, also presented by, you know, Bet Online. You know, again, you can go there, you know, get your bet bets on there, too, as well. You know, the information there, I talked about that at the top to you know use the code believe if you haven't done it already for welcome bonus too as well so but yeah see y'all in a few days there and you know y'all take care